Hello and welcome to the Pivot Podcast. The Pivot Podcast. Where we go episode by episode and talk all about the show Friends, the 90s, and everything in between. I'm Natalie. And I'm Tiana. Now let's pivot. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the Pivot Podcast. Yay. Okay. We have made it to episode 20. The one with the evil orthodontist. We were just talking about, we can't believe this is the 20th one we've done. I'm so proud of us. We haven't missed a week. Yes. No idea what we're doing. I think it's because we are so inherently committed to friends. Yes. And type A for me. (laughs) Totally. That's why we're friends is because I'm the opposite. (laughs) We're a good mix. We are. So we're at episode 20 and, um, Let's talk about the last episode that just aired. Yes. Where we left off. Ross is trying to make a move after Rachel has lost the monkey. They found the monkey and Ross is trying to make a move. Yes. And Barry walks in. We have got to start locking that door. I know. Just for, so we'll set the table. That's where we're at. We had a cliffhanger the last episode. Yes. And we actually got a fun email from our listener. Very early morning email. So I, I appreciate it early morning efficiencies. She was on it. So we got an email from Chrissy about the episode that aired the one with the monkey. Yay. Commenting on a league of their own. This is a movie I haven't seen, but you've seen it. Oh, I love this movie. So Chrissy said, good morning. Yes. Good morning. 724 AM listening to the podcast after recently seeing the episode that you are talking about was fun, especially during the fashion watch portion. Yeah. Love that. Side note about the movie League of Their Own reference, which as Nat- which is, as Natalie says, excellent. Netflix did a remake of the movie in a series. Did you know that? I did not know that. Uh. The series is also excellent, but focuses not so much on the baseball, but the issues and relationships that the women faced. Maybe put it on your watch list. Interesting. So there you go, you guys. You have a recommendation from listener Chrissy Yay. in Arvada. Thanks, Chrissy. Thanks, Chrissy. <laughs> okay, one last final question before we get into the actual episode and this came from Chandler in this episode would you rather be Mr. Peanut or Mr. Salty okay can I ask what's the difference I have no idea who Mr. Salty is (laughs) thereby I would much rather be Mr. Peanut same because he's got such a good reputation right like he's got the what is it the monocle the little eye Mm -hmm. thing and then he's got the top hat and the cane and he does the dance right yeah, Mr. Salty looks like, oh, he's like a little pretzel man with a little pretzel hat. You know, those white kitchen oh, hats. Oh, yeah. No, I'd be Mr. Peanut all day long. Oh, my God. As my I'm Googling searching, there there are some fucking creepy ass clowns. I am shutting this tab. <laughs> Shut. Don't. Guys, do not Google Mr. Salty. Creepy clowns will pop up. That is not. Oh, God. Yeah. I told you. What? I okay. told you don't Google it. I really thought this was going to take us down a completely different rabbit hole. This no. did not go the direction I thought. Ugh. So general consensus on the pivot pod, we would much rather be Mr. Peanut. Yep. I'm in. Okay. I actually have a fun little update for you. Ooh, please do tell. I finished my smut book. <gasps> you did? <laughs> my husband was making so much fun of me all weekend, but I couldn't put it down. It was one of those like- Real page turner, huh? Uh, yeah, kind of. It was- I got you. It was just like, I just, I want to see where this goes. And yeah. The writing wasn't as bad as I was expecting. Obviously, it's not like a Jane Austen novel or anything, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it was good. It had some, you know, pretty steamy moments. Sexy. Yeah. I, I too have been reading. 
Ooh. And I'm almost done with my book. And it's <gasps> actually gotten a lot more interesting as they've like finally progressed and like had sex and like there's actually progression in the story. But one of the char- the main woman character is so irritating because she's like, do you ever find a character that's just like frustrating and you're like, she just keeps making up excuses of like, no, he, he wouldn't love me. Like she's afraid to get her heart broken. Typical blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, he says, I love you. And she's like, you only think you love me like that type of stuff. Oh, it's like really frustrating. It's almost like when people like beg the question, you know, like, oh, yeah. I had such a bad day and they're like wanting you to ask. It's like, she's wanting him to like over profess her love. Yes. It's like, no, no, it's very irritating. I would be irritated. I'm like, too. lady, this woman just, this man just like fucked your brains out and you won't <laughs> believe him when you say that when he says he loves you, I, it's just irritating. See, mine's the opposite because it's like, how could you possibly love each other within a few days? <laughs> because you just like randomly got married out of convenience. I don't know. It was just, ugh, it the, was weird, it's but the twilight effect. It was, it was like a combination between beauty and the beast and Bridgerton. And it was very like society oriented. And then mm-hmm. it, I don't know. It was just funny. I think I I mean, I'm going to go back to the Bridgerton books because the writing is better in those. Like those mm-hmm. I think are more my speed. I like that. I've never read them. They're they're good. They're they're not like too complicated, which, which is nice. You know, easy breezy read. Oh, OK. And they stick pretty close to the Netflix show. Oh, all right. I, I need to get into that. Let's let's put that on the list. too. Put it on the list. OK. Shall we talk about the evil orthodontist? Yes. And Barry. let's talk about who wrote our evil orthodontist, Miss Dottie Abrams. Okay. Is it Dottie or Dodie? I think it's, oh, D-O-T-Y. I'm going to say Dodie. I'm going to say Dodie because two T's would make it Dottie. But our director, <laughs> Peter Boners. Mr. Boners is back. <laughs> I'm such a child, you guys. He should have directed the smut episode. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, and then original air date, April 6, 1995. Love it. Was there a right break? Right on track. Like, was there a break between them? Because the last air date was early March. And I'm wondering oh, if there was like a spring like break. A spring break. You know what I mean? Because I noticed that. I was like, wow, we jumped to April pretty quickly. Unless I got the air date wrong. No, because I saw April 6 as well. Okay. So I think you're right. I just am like, wait a second. That seems like a really big... That is a big break. I have to say, I really hate it when TV shows do mid-season breaks. Right. Like, like what is going on? Re- like, why? Just do the whole season. Finish a freaking season. Otherwise, if you're going to do a mid-season pause, just do a whole new season. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the one where the monkey gets away is March 9th. Yeah. So we've almost got a full month. Full month. That's so weird. Maybe they did take a hiatus. And that's like they have five episodes to go. That's so bizarre. I know. Like it seems it seems interesting and I'm just like why why is that? I'm in the I'm in the last season of Yellowstone right now. Oh, and that's they a big did one. like a mid-season break, but they haven't even finished fil- like it's just like you guys should have just done another season. I don't understand. Maybe it has something to do with contracts. I don't know. All I have to say is the way that they cut churn out content at Love Island Makes me just furious with the rest of these stupid shows that take a whole year to do things. Oh my God. That is premium content on a dime. Seriously. I mean, within 12 hours, they're Mm -hmm. churning out an episode. Mm -hmm. So like 
so much credit to all the editors and all of the producers there because like that is really hard to do. Yeah. So, but it's interesting how UK, I mean, you guys, I could talk about Love Island forever, but UK and Australia. <laughs> I opened Pandora's box. You really did. UK and, uh, UK and Pandora, UK and Australia do it completely differently. So UK does that where they turn it out overnight, yeah. but Australia does not. In Australia, they will edit it kind of as they go, but they keep everybody there like on a compound and oh. then they release them all after after they're done and then it airs. Oh, I don't like that. Me neither. So people will say like, oh, I was walking around and like nobody knew that I was on the show yet. So nobody really knew me because they were a bomb or something. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they started getting noticed and stuff. And they're like, it's just, it's the most wild thing. Mm -hmm. That's why I, that, but that's what makes UK so great is that they're on the show as they, uh, like they have to have somebody like working their social media, whether away, mm -hmm. they're literally getting famous as the episodes are airing and they have no idea. No. And it's like in real time, they have no idea how people are reacting to them. I would much rather have that than the curated BS that is the bachelor. Oh, all day long. All yeah. day long. So anyways, I digress. If you haven't watched Love Island, Love Island, highly recommend it. UK. UK. All day. UK all day, baby. Okay. Episode recap. So we start the episode off in Monica and Rachel's apartment and they're seeing some creep looking at them through a telescope, which is odd. Very odd. Definitely creepy. Yes. But then it's like kind of ironic. They're like, then they switch to look spying on ugly naked guy in his gravity boots. <laughs> You got gravity boots. I I have to say I'm a I'm a proponent of watching the neighbors. Like I I love to be a little Mrs. Kravitz and I'm like going to say are you Gladys Kravitz? Yeah, I I am so like nosy. I'll be like, what is going on? Like, oh that lady's yelling on the phone over there. Like I just love to like think about what people's habits are and what their stories are and just watch them. Oh yeah, totally. I I'm all over that. Mm -hmm. Yes, I like it. Um. Throughout the episode, this peeper keeps coming in and out. And Joey eventually gets the peeper's number and it turns out to be a woman. Yeah. Kind of flipping the dynamics, which I think it had, like, if it's a man with a telescope, that is disgusting. Right. It's interesting. I'm how playing that into typical gender roles, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so I like it. Joey calls her, calls the peeper, but she's full of compliments to Monica and Joey. Yes. She's like, oh, that green dress. Yeah. Love that. Oh, really? We saw the green dress. We didn't see it. Yeah. What's, what's this? I would have dress? liked to have seen a nice, a nice outfit for Monica. Right. Okay. Chandler, Chandler's got a little mini storyline and then we've got the big storyline with Rachel. So let's get into Chandler. <laughs> so Chandler has an amazing first date with a woman, but refuses to call her the next day to let her dangle. I hate that. Very, very Chandler Bing. Oh, it's so Chandler Bing. So 90s dating rules. Like, no, mm -hmm. you can't make a call like the day after. You got to wait three days. No, bullshit. You like her? Do it. I feel like I'd want to know, like, what is the dating protocol now? Like, we've both been in, like, committed relationships for over 10 years. <laughs> what is the protocol now? Is that, like, a thing? I, I would love to know. Any of our single listeners... <laughs> What is the protocol? What now? is the protocol? What do what does one do? I mean, ghosting is date? much bigger now. So that is quite the protocol. I feel yeah. like. So I'm like, okay, what? Yeah, L let us know. I really want to know. So don't don't take my wind at gmail.com. So Phoebe tells Chandler, she's like, you gotta call her. 
He calls her and he gets her answering machine and he hangs up immediately freaking out because he is not good leaving messages. <laughs> Which he's not wrong. He's not wrong. And I, I have to say, like, anytime someone leaves a voicemail, I'm like, oh. And then I'll call him back and be like, did you get my voicemail? No. Oh, my God. You're that person. I don't listen. <laughs> I'm the person who leaves the voicemail that's irritated that you didn't listen to my voicemail. <laughs> I will literally call you back five seconds after you've left the voicemail. And you'll be like, did you get my voicemail? No, I'm not listening to that. <laughs> You leave voicemails? Okay, I guess it depends on who it is. Like now that I know that you're a non-voicemailer, I will not li- leave you a voicemail ever. Yeah. But if I need to like tell you important facts or something, I'll leave you a voicemail. The only people that truly leave me voicemails now are telemarketers, healthcare providers, and my dad. <laughs> Aww. Which like you can leave me messages, dad. It's okay. But in general... Nah. Yeah. I don't, I don't have the patience. This is true. My husband does that all the time where I'm like, did you get my voicemail? And he's like, no. I just hang up. Yeah. I should you just... leave your husband voicemails? Sometimes. <laughs> About what? I don't know. What are the contents of a voicemail? Hey, I'm going to the grocery store. Do you want See, you just put that in a text. Yes. That's exactly what he would say. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start leaving him voicemails with just some random shit in it. Like, telling him all these weird facts or like all these love messages when i get home tonight <laughs> i want you to put on something a little sexy <laughs> i'm gonna dim the lights and just see if he listens <laughs> you know see how many voicemails you get before he starts picking up on what you're talking about i'm gonna, I'm gonna come in with some really random ass facts like did you know that the size of a walrus's tusk is <laughs> Did you know that broccoli is the only vegetable that no? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just see. I think start 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 with like some like flirty messages and you know. Okay. See. He listens to this podcast, so but he's behind. So we'll see how long it takes him now. I'm gonna do start doing this. My husband already stopped listening. <gasps> Blasphemy. Wow. They're no longer on the list of He our- doesn't support other women. Wow, you went there. <laughs> well, you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see if he picks this up. Yes, I'm he- not going to get in trouble. Nobody tell him. So let's get back to Chandler. So after not calling or after calling her, he spends like the whole episode just kind of obsessing, like calling, not calling. Like it's kind of weird. Like he calls her, leaves her a really bizarre voicemail message, trying to seem like he's at a restaurant with some rustling candies. Like it was bad terrible and then she doesn't call him back and then he is obsessing if he turned the phone off which i didn't know you could do back then you can turn your phone off i think it's just like the um the cordless hands held i think Mm -hmm. that's all he turned off okay so anyways it's just this awkward dance um after a few misfires at the end of the episode, the woman comes down to the coffee shop to check on him and Chandler's totally turned off. God, it's all about the chase. After literally saying this was the best date ever, she crossed that boundary for Chandler Bing and no, no. Damn it, Chandler. I, I really think it's all about the chase for Chandler. That I could just see Matthew Perry in that too after reading his book. Like, mm-hmm. This That's, is totally Matthew Perry's dating habits. Oh yeah, totally. It's like, oh, oh, you're getting too close to my feels. Nope, bye. <laughs> like you put way too much effort in way too early and that scares me. Yes, exactly. But I want you to put less in. 
Mm -hmm. because I want your love. But when I get your love, I don't want it. Put the right amount of love in, but not too much because I want to freak you out. But act like you care, like exhausting. Yes. I can't handle that. Yeah. So let's get into Rachel, shall we? We shall. So Barry has resurfaced and he now he's trying to woo Rachel back. Last episode, Ross was talking about wooing Rachel. This episode, Barry's trying to woo Rachel. Fucking Barry. <laughs> Even though he's still engaged to Mindy. 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 So Barry takes Rachel on a date to the Russian tea room, buys her a bottle of Chanel. Mm-hmm. Typical. Rachel is conflicted. It's nice to see him again and it's comfortable, even though it's like he was Mr. Potato Head. And the group is like, you've got to break it off. Yes. Good friends. Tell her like it is. Don't be the other other woman. Don't do that. No. And so she goes to see him that she goes to see him and uh, they end up having sex in his chair. Which, you know, good for you for that creativity. I'm sure that that was pretty sexy, but... Barry's not. I don't think that was sexy. In a dental chair? Well, Those okay. things are so uncomfortable. Well, I don't know. She really liked the sink. <laughs> I know. Why did she like the sink? What was the sink part? So she could spit. Did you not get that? Oh. <laughs> I was like, why does she want to have a sink? Yes. It's good for, good for her to just get rid of whatever she needs to get rid of. Spit. Not... <laughs> Spit not swallow. Mm. So Rachel's getting dressed. They've had sex in, in the dental office. She feels really bad and, w- and is worried about Mindy. Barry says he'll break it off with Mindy immediately. Rachel's like, no, 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 no. And he wants them. To, he's like, let's go away to Aruba. I like that she's like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't do that. Because I think she's found her new freedom and is like coming into her own and she's realizing that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wait, 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 no, 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 no. This was just kind of like a sexcapade. <laughs> well, and I think she's, Barry like immediately, like what kind of a weenie, like loser, spineless guy is just like, oh, well, let's all break it off with Mindy. Like, doesn't matter. I don't know. To me, I think, I think he's, let's get into it, but. Put a pin in that for now. Okay. Putting a pin in. Yeah. So Rachel goes back home, the group where the group is, and she reveals she had sex in his chair to Monica, who repeats it loudly to the entire group. Little too loud, Monica. Little too loud. Ross gets really upset for obvious reasons. Which, okay, think about it. Why is she being quiet about it? Mm. Is it because she knows subconsciously about Ross? You know, that was my I thought. Think, I think... Yes, actually, that's such a good point. Because this whole, this rewatch, we're like, we think Rachel's into it more than we realized. I think so, too. She's not as oblivious as you would like to think. Right, not as oblivious. Rachel tries to defend herself, saying that there's a history there and it's comfortable. She tries to relate it to Ross and Carol. Not the same, Rachel. (laughs) Not the same. Ross is like, it's orthodontists and lesbians. It's not the same. (laughs) That could be their memoir. It's orthodontists and lesbians. Yes. God. Okay, so the phone rings next. Rachel picks up, and it's Mindy. Yes. Imagine the pit in the stomach after just having slept with Mindy's fiance. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Mindy wants to see Rachel. Rachel's worried because Mindy seems really, really weird. So she thinks Mindy knows. Well, yeah, naturally. Mm -hmm. 
The next day, Mindy meets Rachel at the coffee shop, but she asks her to be her maid of honor. Yes. She has no idea that Rachel has just slept with Barry. Right. I think that that's a weird move to ask Rachel to be the maid of honor. Can you be the maid of honor to your ex-fiance's wedding? And obviously they're not friends like anymore. Right. But be my maid of honor. Like you must have very few friends, Mindy. Yeah. That's why we like, we were so picky about who was in our bridal party because it's just like, I don't want to look at pictures 10, 20 years later and you're like, who is that? Oh, I got picked. You did get picked. Congratulations. So special. (laughs) Congratulations. You were also in my wedding too. I never, so Tiana couldn't make it to my wedding. Sad day. Understandably. But I never replaced her. I wouldn't. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't replace her. Irreplaceable. Thank you. You are. So the next day, or no, we're at the next day. Mm -hmm. Rachel says yes. They get excited and then Mindy starts to cry because she does know something is going on. A woman always knows. We're not stupid. No. Okay. Men are stupid. Yes. So she thinks Barry is seeing someone in the city because he's acting weird. He came home smelling like Chanel. Such a, such a typical situation. Yes. Obligatory is that what they call it? Yes. And Rachel's like, oh, don't worry. When Barry and I first got engaged, the same thing happened. And lo and behold, man, Mindy's like, yeah, Barry and I had a thing on the side when you got engaged. That's why I'm worried. Ugh. And then Rachel's like, oh, well, what a horrible friend. Seriously. Like, oh, by the way, do you still want to be my maid of honor, even though I was cheating with or your fiance was cheating with me the entire time? Oh, it's disgusting. It is disgusting. It's disgusting. Rachel realizes how stupid they both have been. This is Barry's MO. Yes. Get in a committed relationship. Go have sex with the other one. Yeah. This is Rachel's maturity moment though. Mm -hmm. Love this. Mm -hmm. I think if this was Rachel back at the beginning of season one, she maybe she would have even like tried to win and get with Barry. I don't know. She would have died on that hill. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they both... Rachel realizes that they've been the other women. So they go back to see Barry and break up with him at his office. Yes. Get him. As they're breaking up with him, he grovels and says it's because he loves her so much. Vague. Yeah. Who? Yeah. They're like, who? Who are you talking about? He has to take a minute and think about it. That second would have been enough for me to be like, peace out, bro. And then he chooses Mindy. Yeah. And says they can go back to Aruba. I don't know why he loves Aruba. What the fuck is up with Aruba, dude? I don't know. I don't know. So after considering it, Mindy takes him back. Yes, she does. And Rachel calls him a devil in a smock. (laughs) I liked that. It's like, I know. Smock. But Mindy really wants to be Mrs. Dr. Barry Farber DDS. DDS. And she says she hopes the best for the best and that Barry doesn't kill her and eat her in Aruba. Oh my God. I was like, damn, that I didn't. That was pretty Natalie Holloway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You Yikes. Yeah. But <laughs> Killer and Eater in Aruba, I was like, wow, that went like really dark, really dark, really quick. I never caught that before. I think it's interesting, though, because like here you've got Rachel that's like realizing her self-worth, mm-hmm. standing up for herself, has grown from the person at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And then you've got Mindy, who is just an ex- like a a symbol, a symbol of her old life and who she used to be. And here's Mindy letting a guy cheat on her 
as they're engaged and she just takes him back. Yep. It's pathetic. It's like almost a mere representation of what Rachel's life could have been. Mm-hmm. Like had mm-hmm. she done things differently. Gone and live in the suburbs, have a husband that cheats on you day and night with your best friend. But you have the title, you've got the name, you've got the money. Exactly. That's so. what, that's, that's all she's, she's like, I just want to be Dr. Barry Farber, DD. Like she just wants the title. She yep. doesn't care. She don't care. Which is like, that's not going to last. And I was thinking one, no one in the actual friends group would do that to each other. These No, like that just shows what shitty friends they are and what fake friends right? Rachel and Mindy were. Yes, exactly. Nobody, nobody would let her do that. No. And then two, this episode is at a funny time because we've got Scandal happening in the oh, Bravo universe. Y'all. And it's kind of like that. I feel like these podcast sessions, like prior to us starting to record, are becoming like my Vanderpump Rules therapy sessions with Tiana. <laughs> so if if anyone listening has no idea what's happening on Vanderpump Rules, this meme has been floating around, but there is this there is a situation on a reality to- show called Vanderpump Rules that both Natalie and I love where a guy has cheated on his girlfriend partner of 9 years with her best friend. And like mm-hmm. the gravity of the situation, like what we're discussing is like, it's basically like if Chandler cheated on Monica with Rachel and Joey knew, like yes. that's the dynamics that we're talking about. And so it just comes back to here of like, what shitty friends, terrible, absolutely yeah. terrible friends and like, partner. How like, could you do that to your best friend? I don't know. Low self-worth. Look at them in the eye every single day. Pathetic. Yeah, Absolutely. Find a cave and hide. And it just speaks to like what a piece of shit the man is. That too. I mean, it's equal responsibility here, people. Totally. It is not just her fault at all. It is definitely his fault as well. Like they are equally responsible, but yeah, crazy. And like Mindy, like Mindy is obviously weak, but Barry is a really, he is an, he's an ass. He's He's a slimy one. Yeah. Like spineless. He's not good looking enough to have two hot women. Like, I just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Such is. And it's kind of like, this is that like general thing of like, you lose him how you got him situation. Oh, that's terrible. I don't think that always applies in situations, but here it does. Absolutely. hundred, hundred percent here. Yeah. It, It just solidifies with Rachel that she made the right decision walking out on Barry. She did. We love to see it. Yes, we do. Okay, let's take a break and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the Stitch Sisters. Ever wanted to find the perfect handmade crochet gift? The Stitch Sisters have you covered. Check out their store where they create crochet goods to order. They create beanies and headbands as well as fun knickknacks for every occasion. You can find them on Etsy at the Stitch Sisters store or follow them on Instagram at Stitch Sisters store. Okay, let's get into some background. We've got some good stuff happening. I may say and some, some stuff surprises. That, there's going to be some surprises and stuff I'm about to say too. Surprise! Throughout all of this research. Does that negate the surprise if you're like, there's going to be a surprise? No. Nah. No. Okay, so first let's talk about the young boy that visits Barry in episode two of the season is back. Yes, same kid. Yeah. They, they did a good job. I mean... It's nice they continuity. have that continuity, you know. They can't get they can get drinks or food, right? But hey, we've got the same little boy that nobody cares about. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, what else you got? 
In so in the uncut version of the DVD, Ooh. we love a DVD. Yes, we do. Barry, when Barry suggests um, to Mindy they go back to Aruba, Rachel asks Barry, like, what is it with you and Aruba? Like, do you have a deal with the airline oh, or something? Yeah. Do you remember? I was. You, there's definitely those little sections that you miss. Yes, and they cut stuff out. You're just like, I swear there's something this guy, else. Why does this guy want to go back to Aruba? Which also is like, if it's the guy, if it's one guy doing the same tactics to do different women, that means he's a sicko. Yes. Because it's not you. That's just his, that's his playbook. Yes. Which is disgusting. Which is also what you see serial killers do, I just want to say. Serial killers and narcissists. <laughs> right, exactly. The okay. big one. We have to talk about the Jennifer Grey in the room. Okay. I didn't know that that was Jennifer Grey. Natalie, neither did I. Oh my God, okay. I felt like so stupid, you guys. No. Mindy is played by none other than the Jennifer Grey, who plays Baby Houseman on Dirty Dancing with Patrick Swayze. Like, yes. I thought they were two different people. Baby from Dirty Dancing, one person. Mindy, Mindy. who is just like a forgettable character on Friends. She she comes back. They replaced the actress. Yes. She comes back in season three. And it's not even the same actress. No. They've replaced Jennifer Grey. So it's like totally not relevant. No, I was shocked because for one, Jennifer Grey is a very recognizable like name. And because so Dirty Dancing came out in 1987, mm-hmm. huge, obviously. And I think uh, Jennifer Grey did the Ferris Bueller's Day Off either right before or right after that. Yes. So she played Jeannie Bueller. Yes. So she was very, very recognizable, right? Um, and I knew that she had gotten a couple of nose jobs, but like I can still recognize her. I didn't know she'd gotten nose jobs. Oh, really? Yeah. I I did know that, but like And also no shade. I have oh, no. no I got a nose job. No shade there. No, not at all. Like it was a I think it was a sticking point for her. Like it was something that she just really did not like about herself because her original nose was in dirty dancing, Mm -hmm. which is totally makes sense. It sounds like she had her original nose breakout role, dirty dancing, super popular. She changed her face and the industry like shunned her. It was like, no, which is crazy because crash and burn. For example, Jennifer Aniston has also had a nose job. If you look at her from the beginning of friends to like, I want to say it's, mid to late end of season one she also had a nose job but obviously wasn't shunned so interesting but i think jennifer gray was her hers was so it it really changed her face kind there of. are some that really change your face and her face was what made her so i like it was what made her unique mm-hmm. but it was also what made her like self-conscious yeah it's kind of like um, Renee Zellweger when she got all that work done. Oh, yeah. She looked really bizarre. Didn't even look like Renee Zellweger anymore. Well, she just kind of looked like she was like glossed over and what, like pulled really tightly. Yeah. It, it was weird. It was like, what happened? Which like if, please do all the plastic surgery you want. Sure. I could not care less. Yeah. If it makes you feel good, go for it. It's just sad that in this case, it made Jennifer Grace so unrecognizable and like kind of tanked her career yeah it totally did because you got to think you have a classic film that is like 30 40 how many how many years are we past Uh, don't ask me to do math oh (laughs) my god um you know over 30 years past dirty dancing now and you say dirty dancing people know what you're talking about right and had she not gotten that work done she probably would have had different roles a a 
much different career. Yeah, you wouldn't have been doing a guest spot on Friends with nobody knowing who you are. Exactly. Literally. Seriously, I was just like in shock. I was like, that, nope, that's a different Jennifer Grey. No, it's Jennifer Grey. I'm, and I'm looking as I'm, I'm rewatching, I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. Like, she just, it was weird. In Dirty Dancing, she was this like pretty sexy woman. And then here she just goes like, it just, she's just blah. Yeah. Forgettable. Very forgettable. Mm -hmm. Very forgettable. Sad. When Carol, Ross's ex-wife, is a bigger part, like, they missed it. Yeah. it's There's also some interesting connections, though. She dated George Stephanopoulos, who we've talked about in the Ooh, show. Who did not know G. that. G. Stephanopoulos, episode yeah. four. And then um, Jennifer Aniston actually played the role of Jeannie in the short-lived TV version of the film. Really? And I did not know there was a TV version. Of Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Um, yes. Wow, I didn't know that either. No. So that's a weird small world connection. So it was the meeting of the two genies. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that's funny. Anything else on Jennifer Grey? I don't think so. I, I, my mind is still just blown. Just a bummer. Yes. Okay. Have you listened to Schoolhouse of Rock? Oh my gosh, Schoolhouse Rock religiously as a kid. So I I knew that this ref this reference was in there already so, from so, watching it. There basically Rachel is in the coffee house trying to break up with Barry on the outside. The friends are all watching. Rachel comes in and, you know, pretends like they weren't just talking about them and Chandler's like, and basically that's how a bill becomes Comes a law. law. And he's referring to the schoolhouse rock. I didn't catch that oh, till really? just recently. And I was like, isn't that a schoolhouse I'm rock? just a bill. Now I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. It's so sad. I know that. I It, it, rings, a, it rings a bell for sure. Mm-hmm. What other stuff was in schoolhouse rock? Oh, man. I just remember the government stuff for some reason. That was such a catchy song. Mm-hmm. It aired in the 70s. Really? Yeah, 1976, which like we were watching that when we were in elementary school in the early 2000s. Wow. No, not early 2000s. Late 90s. Late late 90s. Yeah. Stuck around for a while. Dang. Yeah. Still big, man. Like it. Well, we've got some bloopers and blunders to go over. Um, A few moo points, if you will. So when the intro is over and there's a shot looking into central park from the outside you can see an older couple sitting on the couch in central or central park i said central park um and then when the shot changes to inside like it's the gang in there and like not the old couple so yeah that was a miss a little bit oopsie yep um when rachel is dressing after having sex with barry she fastens her blouse twice it's like all of a sudden it was unbuttoned again (laughs) whoopsies yeah who knows? Maybe she did that when she was nervous. Or they just had him redo the redo it. Probably. That's more likely. <laughs> um, and then when Rachel's looking for her missing bra in Barry's exam room. Same scene. Yes. One can see through her shirt that she's already wearing a bra. It was so obvious. So She's like, obvious. I had a bra and like literally like tries to find it. And like you can tell that she is wearing one. She like pulls her arms back and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's bra. Yes. Yes. Just a bad scene. Yeah. Although a cute bra. 
No. I don't remember the bra. It's just like a little lacy thing. Hmm. It's adorable. Hmm. Um, we have one hard blooper. I do love this one. Yeah. So at the end when Rachel is sitting on the couch talking to Monica and is like, you know, I'm so glad all this happened and yada, yada, yada. You know, now I know for sure. And they're hugging and Joey comes in and is like, big day, which is actually his line. Yes. <laughs> in the blooper, Monica and Rachel, Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston kind of roll with it and just like kind of pretend to get all frisky and like roll around on the ground. Super yeah. funny. Maybe they're getting more comfortable in the end of the season and they're like, well, we can goof around a little bit. Yeah, we're We've good. had a very successful season so, so far. Yeah, they're kind of letting their personalities come out mm-hmm. a little bit. I like that. So speaking of Rachel. Yes. We've got some good fashions from a few people. Yes. Rachel's velvet blue top with the buttons. Have we seen this before? We have. Okay, I thought I was going crazy. Nope. This is one of my favorite tops of hers with the apron. There's yes. an episode where she, this is oh. what, no, go ahead. This is one of the bloopers where she's like walking yes. and she curses. She goes, oh shit, that that just popped into my head. And yes. I think it's the one where Ross doesn't want to find out the sex of his baby. Yes. She's like, I can't believe you don't want to know. Yeah. I love All that right. with the little side buttons. Just connected that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monica, again, has some really good outfits. She's got a sweet white button up with a tie. And mm-hmm. then her like, she's just got great 90s waist, high-waisted jeans. She's got, I, I had to go back and count. She's got four outfits this episode and all four of them I love. The first one was like just this basic V-neck gray shirt, but it's mm-hmm. got like just this very cute little mini skirt with actually it's like black on black on black. Mm-hmm. Super cute. And then you got the two different high-waisted jean outfits. Oh my gosh. They're so, uh, like, I just love it. It's so 90s, but now. It's like 90s, not trying too hard. I feel like they really figured out some of Monica's casual outfits. Mm -hmm. Because they were trying to do this weird stuff with, like, blazers and, like, Amish-looking things. And, like, they even called out that her shoes looked Amish last episode. And so it's like... I don't know what they were trying to do, but they finally were like, let's just put her in some classic 90s shit and she could not look better. Right. I like it because I think it it highlights her, but not in an overtly obvious way. Yeah. She just looks effortlessly chic. So chic. Joey. Joey, again, he's got a really great cable knit sweater. I do really like that cable knit sweater. It looks super comfy. Honestly, I would wear it. He's the sweater man. He is. And then lastly, Mindy's pink power suit and skirt set. Not really like my fate. Like I wouldn't wear it, but I actually thought it was a nice contrast with Rachel's royal blue top. It was kind of like pink v blue, you know? I do like it. It, I mean, honestly, I thought Pepto-Bismol when I saw it. Yeah, it's a little Pepto-Bismol-y, but it's a nice contrast to Rachel's royal blue. Yes. When they're like taking down Barry. Mm -hmm. I do like that. Mm -hmm. So all good though. Like there's really nothing. They do have Monica in those stupid pilgrim shoes at one point. I know. But other than that, I was just like, oh, this is really not a bad fashion episode. No. Good, just relaxed fashions. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Hopefully they continue this with Monica. I'm excited. I know that there's more coming. We'll see. Yes. We've got four more episodes of the season. Cannot wait. Sweet. So let's talk about who gets our mug and who gets our wind. 
Yes. Okay. So I think the frenemy is the easier one. <laughs> I would say so. Who'd you pick? Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Barry. Yeah. Like fuck you, Barry. Yeah. Barry can just go to hell because he's just like a terrible person. And every time he comes on the screen, I'm like, really? This guy? Yeah. Of all people, like, no. Gross. He just does nothing for me. And the fact that like he could have pulled a Rachel Green is pathetic. It's like laughable. Right? No way would Barry ever pull a Rachel Green. Nope. Not in this day and age, He could man. pull a Mindy because they made her look so average, but yes. not a Rachel Green. Absolutely. Okay. Best friend. <sighs> This one was hard. It was really hard. Because I can't pick Rachel. Because no. she did ultimate girl code break with cheating, being being the other woman. Right. I feel like nobody else stood out enough. Nobody else really had any other, anything to do. So I may be doing a bendy rule and I am collectively picking Joey, Phoebe, and, or not Joey, yeah, no, Joey, Phoebe, Ross, and Monica for supporting Chandler. Because <laughs> they all kind of come in at one point and they're like, oh, you should call her. Like, they kind of are all helping him figure okay. his shit out, even though he doesn't take their advice. Joey, Phoebe, Ross, and Monica. Yep. All is one unit. That, this is really bendy. <laughs> I can pick one if you're really worried about Let's it. Let's pick one. This, I don't understand this. Monica. Okay, thank you. We'll go Monica. She did the most. I'm just thinking like, this is going to make statistics at the end of the season really difficult. People are going to be very mad at me. Monica. So yeah. you're going to pick Monica because she helped Chandler get through. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it too, she also called out Rachel for like, being the other woman, like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like, kind of being her sounding board a little bit. So I'll give okay. Monica that one. Okay, we got there. Okay. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Chandler. Oh, really? Because I thought it was so relatable. The, like, how, however annoying. I thought it was, he was really funny this episode of, like, watching the phone and trying to get, like, obviously really likes the girl and trying to get it to call. And then I thought he did a really nice thing, like, when Rachel is like, what's so wrong with it with Barry? It's so comfortable. Like what's so wrong with that? And like Ross hits Chandler to like interject and Chandler speaks up that it's like not the right thing to do. I had thought he had Ross's back. Yeah. That's I'm really stretching. That is a bit of a stretch, but it's hard because nobody stands out. So you almost have to stretch a little. I thought he, he was, he was, he had, he was funny in this episode. Oh, for sure. Totally. So he was great. Also based on that. We'll get, I can support you in that decision. Okay. And then Barry, I really don't want to see Barry again. He's not very fun. No. And I know the next times we see him, we hate him even more, but that's okay. We'll just rag on him a lot. I know. So that gets us into the sandwich rating. How many Joey sandwiches? I give this a three. I gave it a three too. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's more than that. I don't think no. it's, there's not enough. Like usually what I think about my sandwich ratings, I'm like, is this a memorable episode? Is this a quotable episode? And does this like have me either way in my feels or rolling on the floor laughing? Yeah. And none of those things are really happening. So it's not a bad episode, but. The funniest part of the episode was when Chandler's watching the phone and Monica makes the ringtone in his oh ear God. and he's like, hell is filled with people like you. That is exactly what I thought. It's like the funniest thing. The best part. Yeah. And it's like 
when you're reading, it's like, is it funny? Was it a good story? Guest stars and the writing. Yep. And the guest stars, meh. Even though I'm sorry, Jennifer Grey didn't cut it. Oh. You get replaced. Barry, no. And yep. it's just okay. Yeah. Not bad, not great. Just okay. Yep. Very yeah. average. Just like Barry. Just like Barry. Just <laughs> like the average Barry. Okay, well, that was the Pivot Podcast, the one with the evil orthodontist. And we can confirm he is evil. Pure evil. Evil, evil, evil. So please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us along on Instagram at the Pivot Pod. You can email us at don'ttakemywind at gmail.com with all of your thoughts. We would love to know what you guys think, especially in these last four episodes. I think we'll be pulling in probably some friends here at the end. Whoop, whoop. Give some more, more opinions. All right. Bye. Bye.